Joe Ingles. Nice. I'm I'm excited. Am I too excited? Because he's kind of like an older, slower, white power forward, but he's three point dead eye. That, that's what I was thinking. I'm like, that's exactly what the Bucks need, right? I thought you'd hate this move just because. Oh really? Well, over the years, like we'll always BS about the Bucks after our show in the evening. Yeah. And I'm not saying that you're a hater, but you're typically. Well, I'm a Bucks fan. And I don't know if you're as much of a fan as I am. So when I get excited about things, you've typically always been the guy where it's like, yeah, but, you know, blah, blah, blah. Right. Well, like I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a Bucks fan slash pessimist. Everything, yeah. if, if if everything's going good, I'll I'll be a pessimist about it. Well, and I remember in 2019 when they were up 2 nothing on the Raptors. I'm like, they're going to the finals. And you're like, oh, I don't know, the bench, not great. And I'm like, what is up with this guy? And then they ended up losing. Not so, saying you were right, but you were, you know, you weren't over the the moon like I was. So throwing, uh, you know, talking about Joe Ingles is, was a Jazz power power forward, small forward, got traded the Trailblazers. I didn't even, uh, I kind of forgot about that. Did you know that he was on the Trailblazers? Yeah, I guess I, that was after he got hurt. And also, here's a picture on my on my I'm showing Grant on my Facebook page. That's that's Tim Gleason, the Winona High <laughs> girls basketball coach. That's you could see how Joe Ingles had turned into Tim Gleason, right? You yeah, see, if Joe Ingles. Didn't ha- like Joe well, Ingles this is, always this looks is, like he has bad head. That's his Ingles issue. in in two thousand nine. So you know, like young Joe Ingles has turned into old Tim Gleason. Is the, what's uh, happening? The Aussie, the Australian, yeah, Australian, well, and that's his dragons uniform that he's wearing there. So wow. Um, and then and then the Bucks re-signed Bobby Portis. Is that a surprise? It's a it's a it's a lot of money, but at this point, money doesn't matter because. The Bucks are over the cap, so just sign all the guys. Yeah. Well, the thing with Bobby Portis is they hold his bird rights. Which, it's a complicated thing, but essentially if you've had a player on your team for two or three years, you kind of have the inside track to re-signing them. Right, that's what that means. So they wouldn't have been able, if Bobby Portis wasn't already on the team, they wouldn't have been able to bring him in. Right. But seeing he was already there, they could offer him four years, 49. How did they get Joe Ingles? Except mid-level exception? Taxpayer mid-level exception, which was 6.4 million. He got it all. They could have split that apart for... Multiple players, somebody. but they gave it all to Joe Ingles. All right, moving on. The not not really moving on. Sticking with the Bucks here, as we uh, wrap up free agency, which is which was crazy. Would you say free agency was crazy? It still is, well, right? Yeah. With Kevin Durant, I was on air at five o'clock last night when all of the because t- we knew where these guys were going, but you can't legally announce it until six. Yeah. So all these insiders just start unloading the tweets that have been in their drafts. All your show prep and goes out the window. And it's five o'clock, and I'm scrolling, trying to not miss anything, and it's hard to. Like, oh, Malik Monk signed for this much. And as soon as I start talking about it, there's another name that comes yeah. across. So it challenges a radio host. And, okay, so, but but I want to I want to talk about the draft a little bit. The Bucks draft, I haven't looked at his name yet, Marshawn Beauchamp. Yep, he is nailed that, it. Is that how Marshawn you say his name? Beauchamp. Very, very odd that he 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 was on a G League team. Mm-hmm. So why why do the Bucks instead of drafting a college player, so we, the, we're, we're conditioned to be like, okay, we're going to draft a guy out of college. He's yeah. going to come to... Johnny Davis, number ten pick to the Bullets or the Bullets, the nice. Washington Wizards. Nice. No, you should I call a, him the Bullets. I have a Chris Webber Bullets jersey, so I always think Bullets right away. Uh, Johnny Davis goes number ten out of college, right? But yeah. and we're seeing this sometimes. We will draft a foreign player, but this dude comes from a G League team. Or is it an actual G League team? Like the Bucks have the herd in Oshkosh, right? Who we were supposed to come to lacrosse, but we didn't work hard enough to get him. But uh, <laughs> would Bochamp, would, cool. would he have played for a team like the herd or was this a different kind of G League? So I, I'm a little bit ignorant to how this works and this is going to become more normal. So it's something that we're going to have to understand better. But when you hear Adam Silver come to the podium and say, hey, you know, Jalen Hardy has been drafted from G League's team Ignite. 
Like, they have teams that are developmental teams. So Marjan Bochamp's team played the herd. Like, they yeah. played in Oshkosh. But then NBA teams also have their, like, affiliate, like their minor league team. So that's a little bit different. So there's so there's the herd, the Bucks G League team, like the yeah. minor league sees, like the Timber Rattlers yeah. are, the Brewers yeah. minor league team. There's the the baseball has different levels of minor yeah. leagues. The Bucks just have like or the the Packers practice squad kind of not really the same, but kind of a little bit similar. Yeah. So there's 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 team affiliated G League teams, and then there, is there a free agent team? Is that where he gets? Is that where Bochamp comes from? That's where I'm. That's where I'm curious. Is that our I, theory? Because yeah, that's my theory. <laughs> I think, and this is that kind of two days to to figure this out. This is weird. Like Marjan Bochamp gets drafted off of Team Ignite, and what the Bucks could do is bring him in and then stash him on their herd team, which is also in the G League. But it's like he's graduated to a G League team that's actually like backed by yeah, the well, Bucks. And, and there's a little bit, there's probably a system there that mm-hmm. the players probably aren't moving around as much when he, it would be, do you think he's going to go to the G League? I hope though? not. Just play him. It would be very, like it would be a bummer to draft, to draft the player from the G League and then immediately stick them back in the G League. And when you're looking at the draft, well, let's, let's do Johnny Davis after this, but when yeah. you're looking at the draft, when back in the day when the Bucks drafted Giannis Antetokounmpo, it was kind of the most intriguing pick when you look back on it. Mm-hmm. Obviously, when you look back on it, because Giannis is now, I would say, the best player in the league. If you know, you could argue that maybe there's another person, but yeah, as, as far as consistency, it's the semantics. Milwaukee Bucks have the best player in the league. It's cool. Um, at one point, the Milwaukee Bucks had the best player, the Brewers had the best player, and the Packers had oh. the best player. But the Brewers no longer have, and, and we could get into that. I'm not going to do the what the hell happened to Christian Yelch. Um, but Bochamp is is intriguing in that his story is is very like it's different it's yeah. I, I don't want to say weird but it's weird it's, is, it's unique it's not it's not what every player goes through like he went to five or six high schools he moved across the country to find a team that he liked like he stopped playing basketball at some point competitively just to work on his game and i know years ago that was a big red flag when you saw a prospect went to five high schools it's like yeah oh, that is know. still it is the kind of like what i he think did it's what? i think it's going to become more normal I don't know that we should still view it as a red flag. I mean, I remember, do you remember Henry, the Ellenson brothers yep. from Rice Lake? Like, yeah. I remember they moved around. The Ellenson family did. They were in Eau Claire at one point, and then they ended up in Rice Lake. And I, I just think as, as youth sports become more and more professional, like through AAU and through college now, the kids are actually just getting paid. Like, that's going to become more normal. So I, I think we might have to kind of drop that preconceived notion that we've had for a long time that multiple high schools is, is a bad thing. His journey, I think, is really what makes him up as a player. If you listen to him in press conferences, and he had his intro press earlier this week, you know, I think the way that he's wired as a player is is through that journey and all the places that he went, which is cool, right? Well, also cool is, and especially like he, I feel like he emulates Giannis Antetokounmpo a little bit with "I'm a grinder, I'm a hard yeah. worker." He's going to come. And, and maybe he's not going to be the most skilled person at this point. And maybe he is. I don't even know. Is he? Is he super skilled? No, he's going to be more of a defense guy, probably a cutter, which they need. They need a guy who can cut off ball. They don't do a very good job of that because their personnel is not great for it. His three-point shot's not great, and he didn't take a lot of them. So that's something he's got to work on. But he's definitely like Giannis, right? They like his body. They like his frame. They like him. Like, Giannis's personality is a huge reason why he's as good as he is, right? right? Like, last summer I talked about this. Once they won the title, I talked about this, I feel like, for weeks. You know, we used to compare Ben Simmons and Giannis a lot, and they're similar in body kind of and their games should be similar but they're just wired completely differently so i think the way that bochamp is wired must be something the bucks really like and i don't blame him his story is 
is one of overcoming lots of obstacles, and that's cool. Yeah, and the th- yeah, the thing about Giannis too is he he said all he says all the right things, mm-hmm. but then also like, oh, you actually meant those things too because yeah. he's I love Milwaukee, I'm going to come back, and and then he did because yeah. like, a lot of players will just say that to appease the fans, and then see you later. Yeah, he lives with his family, his mom and his siblings, in a house in Shorewood. <laughs> like he lives there. You know right. what I mean. Um, all right, let's go. Let's just do the Big Ten. Mer- the I don't. Yeah. I don't know if it's a, just a merger, but USC and UCLA are coming to the Big Ten in two years. Is it ju- is it all sports or just football and basketball? Or do we know? Well, I think it's got to be all sports, right? But okay. it's it's a move. Let's be clear. It's a move where they're only thinking about football. Like, well, basketball I, will be a nice side story too. But like moving to the Big Ten does not benefit sports at USC and UCLA, other than football and maybe basketball. I haven't thought as much about basketball yet. I, uh, well, I just, I, I thought that because I want, I wanted to say UCLA was pretty, went pretty deep into the college softball world series, but I have no yeah. idea. And they're baseball schools too. Right. West coast baseball's big out there and Wisconsin doesn't have a baseball. <laughs> doesn't program. even have a baseball. So program. I, not only is that not a conversation for us, but it's not even something that I can, like if you're talking about travel and logistics and I don't know how college baseball works, like, Right now, let alone once teams start moving around to different conferences, just because it's never something that I've had to worry about because the Badgers don't have it. Oh, you know what it is? Tom Brady's niece plays college softball for UCLA. That's what it is. Something like that. Were you watching college softball? That's something you're big into. I know. I, I well, I have to put the stories up on the WKTY website right. every once in a while, and I, and I just day. saw that one. I was like, because somebody got mad at me That's because right. Oklahoma or Oklahoma State, Oklahoma has like the most decorated college softball player and in the history of college softball. Yes, I remember reading about that. And so I put the Tom Brady's niece played and hit a home run or whatever to help UC, UCLA stay alive. Yeah. And, uh, and then, um, she, uh, they, they lost, they weren't any good, but it was just like, somebody was mad that I didn't put the Oklahoma girls. You got the comments. This yeah, is what like, you're reporting. Yeah. Because Oklahoma is so much better. So anyway, yeah, um, yeah. So what do, what do we, what do we do with UCLA and UC USC coming to the, it's, it's weird, right? Like we have two West coast schools yeah. coming to the big 10. Do we like, is there, is there more, is there any other outlier? I know not as big as that, that are, that is in the big 10 right now. Geographically, you mean? Yeah. Because we're just like, we're tough and grinded out Midwest. And now we're going to bring these nothing on that scale, you know, run and gun football teams. I feel like they're, you know, air it out football teams. All of football is converting to that, but I still feel the Badgers have this grind it big offensive lineman run, running back. Yeah, and Iowa and Michigan State too. Michigan. I mean, Ohio State's good at everything, but they can run the ball and beat you up as good as anyone yeah. too. They're just good at everything. So they can dominate that play style too. There's not a geographical outlier other than Rutgers, but Rutgers is close to Rutgers is far from us. Yeah. Penn State's over there. Michigan's a lot farther east, I yeah, think, Rutgers, than sometimes New we York, have in our right? mind. Rutgers Maryland's New York, out just... there. Yep. So no, there's no geographical outlier like this in the Big Ten, but this is going to become the new norm. Like we were reading about this yesterday. Eventually I think we're going to have probably two super conferences. It's going to be the Big Ten and the SEC, and they're going to have 20, 25 teams apiece. And then the we'll scraps see. are going to be everywhere else. And Maybe I, I heard somebody talking about this on a show I was listening to this morning. Maybe this is kind of the first touch that we get in America of promotion relegation, right? Maybe this is how that exists in America. Like once you get good enough, you join the big boy conferences, and if you stink, you get sent down to the right. Pac-12 yeah. or the WAC. Do we or have whatever? 
the Big Ten split right now into two sub-conferences. Is yeah, north, two divisions. North and east and west. East, west. It used east to be west. legends and leaders, which is really confusing. So where do you, uh, obviously USC falls into the western. You put them in the east. Right. I mean, the Dallas Cowboys but, are in the NFC east. But are the, I don't even know, are the Badgers in the in the west? They're in the west, yeah. Okay. So Nebraska, Iowa, Northwestern, That's kind of Minnesota. bad news, right? Like we get these two California See, schools. Okay, and not to be anti-Wisconsin, but I, you know. It's funny, a lot of people when this news broke, this is bad news for Wisconsin if they want to contend for the Big Ten and national titles. And I'm thinking, oh, yeah, because they already do such a great job of that. You know what I mean? Like, they make some Big Ten title games, but this team isn't winning national titles. Football, you're talking. Yeah, football, football. The basketball, they're great. Um, But, well, this is bad news for Wisconsin. Oh, so you mean they're just still going to go to Rose Bowls and the Outback Bowl? Like, I don't know. Badger fans are it weird. Might, maybe it'll be good news because they'll just, hey, maybe we should emulate what USC and UCLA do offensively. Yeah, I, I was in a Twitter space last night, which shows you how much of a life I have. And they were talking about, you know, maybe this, does this change how USC recruits? Like, are they going to look for grinders knowing that they got to come play in Iowa and Wisconsin? And I'm like, I don't, I, I think we're overthinking this, guys. I don't, I don't know that USC is going to shape its program on the fact that they got to go play in Iowa City every other year. No, but like, they they bring that California recruiting class right to them. And they're, you know, the, 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 obviously those two schools can recruit from anywhere. Yeah. That's Grant Bills. He's the host of the Wisco Sports Show. It's on WKTY 4 to 6 p.m. weekdays, competing with me at 5 p.m. on the Crosstalk <laughs> p.m. But also, if you if people want to listen online, best way to do that? Uh, do I, did I get you? No, 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 no. Listen. I mean, the, the tough thing is there's lots of ways. WKTY so, app. WKTY sports. Kind of the, best the WKTY way. app. Yeah. That's, that's the best yeah. way to listen to both my show and his show. You just turn the app on, hit play, put it in your pocket and go, go walk and go walk the dog. All yeah. right. Thanks, Greg. Thanks, Rick.